Welcome to our class this day. I'm your instructor, Dr. D. Todd Harrison, as we feast upon the words of Jesus Christ as taught in the Holy Scriptures. It might a wonderful, another glorious day the Lord God has created for us, another great opportunity to study and to worship Him through the Holy Scriptures. What a great uh, year we're having so far in the Doctrine and Covenants. We've looked at before several times how the Doctrine and Covenants is the third testament of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is the second testament and witness of the prophet uh, Joseph Smith, that Joseph Smith indeed was God's prophet, foreordained before the foundation of the world to come forward in the 1800s to restore the fullness of the gospel truth. And what a glorious event that was, what a glorious day and age we live in, in which we get to be members and have the opportunity to become members of God's kingdom restored upon the earth for throughout the history of the earth. Very few people have had that privilege that we have today. For 2,000 years, the Christianity was an apostate uh, form of uh, uh, worshiping uh, Jesus Christ, but it has been restored in its fullness, the gospel truth, and we can now become members of the church. We can receive all the fullness of the gospel blessings, not just some of them, not just the preparatory gospel. We know that John the Baptist was uh, preached the preparatory gospel of Jesus Christ prior to Jesus Christ beginning his ministry. And so it is today with a lot of Christian leaders, Christian uh, teachers and pastors, they teach a preparatory gospel that teaches some good principles of gospel and Christian uh, living, but they do not have the fullness of the gospel truth and they do not understand the fullness of the gospel truth. That is only had within legal administrators in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I testify that Jesus Christ lives today. He rose from the dead. He showed himself to many of his apostles and prophets over the years to, uh, so that they could go forward and bear their testimony and their witness of his living reality. I testify of that living reality of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. I testify that Joseph Smith was a mighty prophet of God who God used as his instrument to restore the fullness of the gospel upon the earth. Let's look now at the Doctrine and Covenants of 41 through 44 this week. And once again, we're going to continue to see God bear testimony and bear his witness and declare his truth that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is his church. He has never ever said that about any other church upon the face of the earth. Only He has only said this concerning the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In this lesson alone, He's going to say, I started to try to write it down as I was quickly re looking through the material that we'd be covering tonight. And it looks like 10 different times within sections 41 through 44 does God declare his witness, his testimony, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is his church. Uh, we've looked at every lesson prior to now. Every lesson we've looked at this whole entire year, and we're probably halfway through, uh, the, the, through the year, God has continued in every one of these lessons to declare his witness, his, uh, declare his truth, that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is his church, that the prophet Joseph Smith is his prophet upon the earth. Looks like in today's lesson he's going to declare Joseph Smith to be his servant and prophet. 
eight different times. And that's assuming I didn't, that, that, that's assuming I caught every one of these occurrences, that if I were to look at the material a second time, who knows, I might even find even a further uh, the, the testimony that God declared to Joseph Smith. Once again, in almost every lesson, if, in fact, probably every lesson, he also declared the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon. We're going to see that again in the lesson today, that God declares his truth of the Book of Mormon to be as comparable and to be an additional witness as the Holy Bible. Holy Bible, the first witness of Jesus Christ, the, doctor, the uh, Book of Mormon, the second testimony of Jesus Christ, and the doctor comes the third testament of Jesus Christ. We know from biblical law that God's word is only established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Having just one witness, the Holy Bible, is not sufficient grounds for establishing the truthfulness of God's word. That is why it was needful for God to bring forth additional scripture to support the Bible and prove that the, to the world that the Bible was true, but to establish this principle of two or three witnesses to prove that his son, Jesus Christ, indeed was his son, that he died and was crucified for the sins of the world. Okay, let's look at 41. We'll look at verse 1 through uh, 5 here. He says, Hearken and hear, O ye my people, saith the Lord and your God, Yea, whom I delight to bless with the greatest of all blessings. Ye that hear me, and ye that hear me not, will I not only not bless, but I will curse. And what kind of curse are we talking about here? A light curse? A, 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 a basic curse that's just a little bit uncomfortable to people? No. He says, that I profess my name with the heaviest of all cursings. Those who have professed his name. Now, who is he talking about here? Well, when he appeared to the prophet Joseph Smith in 1820, he declared that all the Christian uh, uh, professors and ministers and pastors of religion were corrupt. That they uh, honored the Lord, professed him with, his, with their mouths, but that their hearts were far from him. It is of these people and it is of those kinds of Christians who proclaim Jesus Christ, profess Jesus Christ at name, but refuse to listen to him, to refuse to obey him and to obey his commandments, that he says here, those who profess my name, I will curse with the heaviest of all cursings. I mean, it's very clear here what God thinks about these kinds of people. In Matthew 7, we hear about these Christian pastors and teachers. When they die and they face Jesus Christ in the day of judgment, they will go up to Jesus and say, but Lord, in your name, we cast out devils in your name. We uh, did all kinds of miracles. And what did Jesus Christ say? Depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. It's, it's very clear Jesus Christ's feeling about this. No man takes upon themselves to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They have to be called by God uh, through a revelation and through the uh, setting, you know, the uh, laying on of hands by those who have the administrative authority to set apart elders or the priests and teachers within the church of God. We've looked before several times that priesthood authority is only held in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And how do we know that? Well, we know that John the Baptist came back and gave the Aaronic priesthood to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. 
We know that Peter, James, and John came forward and gave the Melchizedek priesthood to the prophet Joseph Smith and to the early, from therefore to the early brethren, so that they held the priesthood and authority to proclaim the ordinances and the doctrines of salvation. Let's look now at the next verse. In verse 2, he says, Hearken, O ye elders of my church, whom I have called. Behold, I give unto you a commandment, that ye shall assemble yourselves together to agree upon my word. You should have leadership councils and uh, you know meet together, general conferences and, and things of that nature. And by the prayer of your faith, ye shall receive my law, that ye may know how to govern, what? My church. It doesn't say, so you know how to govern your own church. No, my church, because the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is my church, as God continues to proclaim page upon page throughout the Doctrine and Covenants. And have all things right before me, and I will be your ruler when I come. For his millennial reign, when he reigns upon the earth for 1,000 years as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and behold, I come quickly, and ye shall see that my law is kept. He that receiveth my law and doeth it, the same as my disciple. So if you hear the word of God and you don't do it, you're not Jesus Christ's disciple, as he teaches here. And he that saith he receiveth it, and doeth it not, the same as not my disciple, and shall be cast out from among you. So if if you profess Jesus Christ and say you believe in Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ says, repent and be baptized by those who hold the priesthood and authority of God. Be baptized by those elders and, and priests of my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and yet you fail to obey him and fail to, to do so, he says you will be cast out. It's very simple. We go back to Matthew 7, and that day, many will say, they'll come up to him and say, But Lord, in your name we cast out devils. We did many wonderful works. Depart from me, I never knew you, the Lord Jesus Christ said. Okay, so that, uh, let's see, in verse um, 7, he bears testimony. And again, it is meet that my servant, Joseph Smith Jr., so once again, bearing testimony of the prophet Joseph Smith, that God himself called the prophet Joseph Smith to be his prophet and to be his servant. In verse 12, These words are given unto you, and they are pure before me. Wherefore, be, beware how you hold them, for they are to be answered upon your souls in the day of judgment. Even so, amen. We know, as the, as the scriptures testify over and over again, we will be judged based on how we live our lives in, in, in comparison with what we learned and what the Bible and the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants and the Pro Great Price and other future scriptures teach. It's very clear. God has made that very abundantly clear. There's no need to uh, argue that point of doctrine. Okay, let's look at 42, and this is the uh, law unto, the, unto his church once again and so in 42 the revelation here and let's look at the one through two hearken O ye elders of my church what 
harking uh, elders of this church or of, of, of your church. No. Harking, O ye elders of my church. My church, once again, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who have assembled yourselves together in my name, even Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, bearing testimony of his Father, that, that his Father is a living God, that Jesus Christ himself declaring testimony that he indeed is the Savior of the world. That's not just the belief that early Christians in the first century uh, d decided to start to believe about this Jesus uh, of Nazareth, uh, but it was the reality here, Jesus bearing testimony, that he indeed is the Savior of the world. Inasmuch as you believe on my name and keep my commandments, Again I say unto you, hearken and hear, and obey the law which I shall give unto you. Let's look at 4 through 6. Behold, verily I say unto you, I give unto you this first commandment, that you shall go forth in my name, every one of you, excepting my servants, Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon. So you should go forward on missions, except for my servants. So once again, declaring testimony, Joseph Smith is his servant. And I give unto them a commandment that they shall go forth for a little season, and it shall be given by the power of the Spirit when they shall return. And he shall go forth in the power of my Spirit, preaching my gospel two by two in my name, lifting up your voices as with the sound of a trump, declaring my word like unto angels of God. And you shall go forth baptizing with water, saying, Repent ye, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And from this place ye shall go forth in the regions westward, and inasmuch as ye shall find them that will receive you, you shall build up, what? Your church? No. My church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, in every region. Let's look at 11. Again I say unto you that it shall not be given to anyone to go forth to preach my gospel, or to build up my church, not your church, my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, except to be ordained by someone who has authority, and it is known to the church that he has authority, and has been regularly ordained by the heads of the church. And again, the elders, priests, and teachers of this church shall teach the principles of my gospel, which are found where? This is Jesus Christ speaking. In the Bible and the Book of Mormon. In the which is the fullness of the gospel. Is the fullness of the gospel in the Bible according to the Lord Jesus Christ? No. It teaches many great principles of God. It's a preparatory gospel. He says the fullness of his gospel is found in the Book of Mormon. 13. And they shall observe the covenants and church articles to do them, and these shall be their teachings, as they shall be directed by the Spirit. And the Spirit shall be given unto you by the prayer of faith. And if you receive not the Spirit, ye shall not teach. To be an effective teacher, to be an effective missionary, you have to speak by the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have to be willing to listen in your mind and in your heart and then speak the words that Christ puts into you through His Holy Ghost, through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit, to then speak. And you must be willing to act upon those promptings and to teach that doctrine. And all this ye shall observe to do as I have commanded concerning your teaching until the fullness of my scriptures is given. They had not yet received all the sections of the Doctrine and Covenants. 
and we know forward in the future we'll receive further additional scripture as well. Okay, the next uh, several verses, he talks about basic principles and commandments. You know, all these would be similar to what we would find in the Ten Commandments about killing, about adultery, about lying, and, and these sort of uh, things. Uh, so that would be worth uh, reading on your own time. Uh, let's look now at... Um, let's see, let's look at... 42... So in Psalms 42, Thou shalt not be idle. For he that is idle shall not eat the bread nor wear the garments of the laborer. Paul taught in the first century in the New Testament that, uh, you know, if or, you know, whosoever shall not work shall not eat. This is the basic principle of God. He does not like idleness. He does not like people sitting around collecting, uh, you know, government welfare checks without at least making an attempt to go out and find work and to work hard themselves. Uh, idleness does not uh, bring forth godliness. Now, the next principle here is about the principle of faith and healing. In 43, And whosoever among you are sick and have not faith to be healed, but believe, shall be nourished with all tenderness, with herbs and mild food, and that not by the hand of an enemy. So to be healed, you need to have the faith to be healed. If you don't have the faith to be healed, you will not be healed miraculously or by the power of God. But he says that, you know, he still wants to bless us, so he then prescribes herbs and medicines and, and pills and vitamins and these sort of things. Uh, and so if you don't have the faith to be healed, uh, he understands. Uh, just uh, make sure you, you know, take these herbs and, and medicines and so forth so that you can uh, uh, be healed. Only those who've ever been healed are those who wanted to be healed and had the faith to be healed. Even in the days of Jesus Christ, you know, they the people would come up to Jesus and say, Jesus, you can make me whole. So they, they knew that Jesus Christ, they believed that Jesus Christ could heal them, and therefore Christ was able to heal them. And the elders of the church, two or more, shall be called, and shall pray for and lay their hands upon them in my name. And if they die, they shall die unto me. And if they live, they shall live unto me. So the great principle here about that. Okay, let's look now. And then it's a glorious promise here in 47. In 48, 48, and again, if they, sh if it shall come to pass that he ha that that he that hath faith in to me, he that hath faith in me to be healed, and is not appointed unto death, shall be healed. We know the scriptures teach over and over again that God has ordained the time for people to be born on the earth. He ordained boundaries in which they should live, and what countries they should be born in, and when they should die. So if, if you, it says here that if you have the faith to be healed and it's not your time yet to, to, to die, then through that faith, God will bless you to heal you. He that hath faith to see shall see. He that hath faith to hear shall hear. The lame who hath faith to leap shall leap. And they who have not faith to do these things but believe in me have power to become my sons. So you can be spiritual sons and daughters of God, even if you don't have faith to be healed. 
And uh, as long as you don't break my uh, laws, uh, you know, or, uh, break not my laws, thou shalt bear them and, and their infirmities. And the church should help those who are sick and don't have the faith to be healed, but to then work with those who, you know, are sick, nevertheless. Okay, let's look here at... In 58, um, he's talking about the scriptures and, and the reason why he gives scriptures to mankind. And I give unto you a commandment that then ye shall teach them unto all men. For they shall be taught unto all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. God uh, used faithful uh, apostles and prophets of God, many who were killed over the years, to bring forth these scriptures. Now he wants them to go forward to all the people through all nations. Thou shalt take the things which thou hast received, which have been given unto thee in my scriptures for a law, to be my law to govern what? My church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, bearing testimony again, the truthfulness of the church. And he that doeth according to these things shall be saved, and he that doeth them not shall be damned if he so continue. And then he talks about the principle of revelation. And if you continue to ask and seek further knowledge, further revelation, God will continue to reveal more and more knowledge and wisdom to you. In 64, we now get the second time of the prophecy concerning the Civil War, many years before the Civil War took place. And even now, let him that goeth to the east... Teach them that shall be converted to flee to the west. And this in consequence of that which is coming on the earth and of sacred combinations. Uh, prophesying once again of the civil uh, war. That's the second time. We'll get more about that later on in Doctrine and Covenants as well. And then let's look at 69 here. He says, Lift up your hearts and rejoice, for unto you the kingdom or in other words, the keys of the church have been given. Even so, amen. God bearing testimony again. He called Prophet Joseph Smith, Sidney Rigdon, Oliver Cowdery, the early brother, and gave them the keys of the kingdom of God, the keys of the church. He ordained them. He called them forth through revelation, gave them the power to bring forth his church. Okay, so now let's look at uh, section 43, and uh, so now uh, we, uh, let's see, 43, we get some great teachings here, 1 through 3. O hearken ye elders of my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and give ear to the words which I shall speak unto you, for behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye have received the commandment for a law unto my church, saying it again, through him whom I have appointed, he appointed the prophet Joseph Smith. Until you receive my commandments and revelations from my hand. And these you shall know as surely that there is none other appointed unto you to receive commandments and revelations until he be taken, if he abide in me. And then I will call another one, bring him young. But verily, verily, I say unto you that none else shall be appointed unto this gift except to be through him. Okay, now let's look here at uh, uh, verse 7. 
He says, For verily I say unto you, that he that is ordained to me shall come in at the gate, and be ordained, as I have told you before, to teach those revelations which you have received, and shall receive through him whom I have appointed. How do you know that someone, a teacher of God, is ordained of God? Does he form his own church? Does he, uh, you know, form and try to gather his own gathering outside of the church? No. He says that those, you'll know that it's ordained to me because he'll come in at the gate. He'll be baptized into my church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and then I will call him to preach the gospel. In verse 8, and now, behold, I give unto you a commandment, that when ye are assembled together, ye shall instruct and edify each other, that ye may know how to act and direct my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, how to act upon the points of my law and commands which I have given. 11 through 13. Purge ye out of the iniquity which is among you. Sanctify yourselves before me. And if ye desire the glories of the kingdom, appoint ye my servant Joseph Smith Jr. and uphold him before me by prayer of faith. 15 through 16. And again I say, hearken ye elders of my church, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I mean, how many times does God have to make it clear that his church is the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? He says it over and over and over and over again. Whom I have appointed, ye are not sent forth to be taught, but to teach the children of men the things which I have put into your hands by the power of my Spirit. Okay, now let's look at uh, 20 through 27. It says, Lift up your voices and spare not. Call upon the nations to repent, both old and young, both bond and free, saying, Prepare yourselves for the great day of the Lord. For if I, who am a man, do lift up my voice and call upon you to repent, and ye hate me, what will ye say when the day cometh, when the thunders shall utter their voices from the ends of the earth, speaking to the ears of all that live, saying, Repent and prepare for the great day of the Lord? Yea, and again, when the lightnings shall strike forth from the east unto the west, and shall utter forth their voices unto all that live, and make the ears of all tingle, that hear saying these words, Repent ye, for the great day of the Lord is come. Just marvelous language here. In 25, How oft I have I called upon you by the mouth of my servants, and by the ministering of angels, and by my own voice, and by the voice of thunderings, and by the voice of lightnings, and by the voice of tempests, and by the voice of earthquakes, and of great hailstorms, and by the voice of famines and pestilences of every kind, and by the great sound of a trump, and by the voice of judgment, and by the voice of mercy all the day long, and by the voice of glory and honor and the riches of eternal life, and would have saved you with an everlasting salvation, but ye would not. And what a what an important uh, you know the, the thing this is that ye would not. It, God wanted to save you. He wanted to give you the the choices blessings of all of all the the universe, but ye would not. It's up to us. We have the free agency. We have the ability to choose to obey God and receive the blessings or reject God, disobey him and receive what he said earlier, the cursings of, of the law. I mean, we either choose life or death, blessing or cursing. That is up to us. And it's, and it's my prayer always 
that we make the right decision, that we decide to to honor God. Those of you who are not yet members of the church, uh, you know, I, I urge you, you know, I, I keep putting these links in the uh, uh, videos to reach out to the missionaries so you can become a baptized member of God's kingdom and begin to have God open up all the glories of the uh, everlasting eternal life so you can return to live with him you know those of you who've fallen into inactivity i urge you to come back so that you can once again join the fellowship and membership of the church of god and to receive the joy and happiness that god has promised you in eternal life in the world to come i testify that these things indeed are true we have heard god speak his voice once again declaring uh, basic principles in the, uh, of the gospel of salvation. We've seen God continue to bear testimony that his church is indeed the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We've seen him continue to declare that the prophet Joseph Smith is his prophet and that he restored his church upon the earth. I testify that these things are true. I love all of you. We pray for you every day. If you ever need a prayer uh, request, just uh, send us a message. We'll be glad and happy to pray for you. May God bless you, my friends. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.